0: This podcast brought to you by Earthlink.
1: It's Wednesday, March eighth, two thousand six. I'm Tom Merritt. I'm Holly Wood. I'm Veronica Belmont. Welcome to Buzz Out Loud, Tina's podcast of indeterminate length. Episode number one hundred and eighty-one.
0: Slow news day, but we do have some OS ten hack news, Microsoft news, and lots of your calls and emails.
1: Yes, indeed, and please do not miss today's special interview episode with the. Producer, executive producer, and creator of Mythbusters, as well as one of its new hosts, who's also an electrical engineer and formerly like R2D2 and Energizer Bunny model. And it's <laughs> so awesome and interesting. Yeah, and we talk us, about right? cell
0: phones on a plane, exactly. and it's coming in this
1: very same RSS feed. We did fail to ask them what they think about snakes on a plane. Yeah, I don't think they
2: got it when we talked about we'll
1: snakes. We'll have to on have, plane. have them <laughs> back. So, we forgot
2: to kind of explain that. But I people don't know really what
1: we're talking about, so let's get into the status news. Status yet, either, yes. But, anyway, in the news. Google Calendar. Google is like a leaky ship.
0: They're a sieve. Week. They're a sieve. Do you think they should be? They think they're doing it on a purpose. Yeah, but I can't I do.
1: even see the pictures of it. they a veritable calendar' Is
0: TechCrunch still down? Basically, there were leaking uh, images I'm of Google Calendar on a log called TechCrunch. Mm-hmm. Oh, and now it's up. Now it's up, but I can't see any pictures. Oh wait, there they are. <laughs> <laughs> so discovery in real time. This would be integrated with your Gmail and would provide you the <laughs> same kind of calendar options. Generally speaking, that you get from Yahoo, but. Uh, in that Google way that looks really bad but works really well. <laughs> I
2: am really excited about this actually.
0: It actually looks very similar to Yahoo. I haven't dug down in this because obviously this is the first time I've gotten the site to load but right. you know
2: it would be great if you could somehow import Outlook uh, appointments and that kind of thing into it you know, you what? always the cool yeah. way.
0: yeah the only way That'd I ever got to that I got to do that with Yahoo was to take Outlook appointments put them in my pda and then export from the pda to the yahoo calendar you can do which that. was always a kludge. you can do it it's a yeah, real pain yeah. and i'm was- sure
2: someone will come up with something that's a little more open that you can use
1: maybe one maybe. thing that's cool about this is that it is um ajax right so you can like dynamically manipulate your calendar i'd like it for it to have a little drag and drop actually i say i but i am a slave to the corporate in that i only use outlook for my calendar because well but you also I have a trio have, that you can a- access exactly it on, and right? i have the good link yeah. mail so i'm getting mm-hmm. like the push exchange hookup with right. my trio it's when and, you
0: can't access your, Out- your outlook calendar everywhere that be, you want to do something like exactly like the google no calendar. i
1: i think it's pretty cool but i have to admit that my response to it was like not quite as excited you guys were like google calendar and i was like
2: mm, well i i don't really I use i calendar. don't use my outlook for anything personal or social Right. So this would be more that kind of thing. Like, if there's events them. in the city that I want to go to, and mm-hmm. I don't really want, you know, because regardless of the fact that it's probably not an issue, anything on your Ella calendar at work is 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 company property, basically, yep. isn't it? Yeah, See, like they can we, access it if they have to, and I don't really, you know, yeah, if, yeah. if it's on my Google
1: calendar. I mean, I'm not really saying I'm going. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: well, we Molly and I both go to forgot
1: competing business party with resume in hand. Molly and I <gasps> both
0: forgot that you actually leave your house. Yeah. tweets.
1: but we don't do that. <laughs> uh,
0: meanwhile, Microsoft is trying to kill Google with their Windows Live search. Uh-huh. This is the thing that the head of Microsoft in Europe said would kill Google in six months. Yeah, Six months. <laughs> so starting today, clock, start. I know. Google dead in six months. Here we go. We'll see. Um, well, I looked at it. it. It looks very Web 2.0. I guess. It's, they got nice big blocky letters and well, pale fonts. It's
1: interesting Serif. what it really has is features. But here's what we like about Google. It finds stuff. It works. It works. It finds stuff. It searches well. Like, there's no hint in this about what they may have done to tweak their searching ability or, you know, like, tell me about your algorithm that's going to find things that are more relevant and find things quickly and filter out link farms, for example. Like, if you Mm -hmm. are the search engine that filters out stupid link farm sites, wow. Oh, my God. Awesome. No more Google. But if you're the site that's like, well, we do RSS a little bit better. We have this cool toolbar, and then um, also you're going to be able to see more results on your one page and customize it. No, I, I don't. I just wanted to find stuff.
0: Yeah, you, you know, I tried it and it found the things I was looking for. But you kind of have to use it over a period of like a week or so, right? And then compare it. Do you always find what you're looking for? I mean, you but, know, I was looking for myself.
1: I, but that's what I'm saying is, shouldn't that just be there? <laughs> shouldn't you're that so just be their marketing, though?
0: Well, I imagine that they're assuming people will assume that, but maybe that's not such a good idea. No. And right now, I how can't think type in the first anything place? in the box and get it to search. <laughs> I want to try annoying. it. Well, it
1: is a beta.
0: Yeah, it's not working or, in the Internet Explorer. It works fine in Firefox. Or
1: as our friend. <laughs> as our friend <laughs> how I- hilarious. hilarious. Yeah, on this Fantastic. machine. Oh, on this machine right hilarious. here. Hilarious. Or really as our funny. friend Guy Cocker from the um, CNET UK podcast said, beta. Beta. That was so cute. I loved it. Um yeah, so Windows Live, we'll see. We're we're watching you, Google, for signs of illness. It really does look very web too. Yes, like, it looking does. At it,
2: it really I this is the first time I've looked at it and I'm kind of surprised. But whatever. Moving on.
0: Congratulations to Microsoft on their five thousandth patent. <laughs> and what was it, Molly?
1: It is a technology which will allow spectators to watch computer games. Wow. Wait, watch not play. No, watch other people play. So uh, it sounds so fun. Well, can't you
0: just sit next to them while they play and watch? Yeah. What, I, what is this like ooh, remotely?
1: Maybe they've patented looking over their shoulder. <laughs> no, this is a remote thing where it would be, that would be brilliant. They, the technology would aim to generate, quote, a spectator experience and okay. it would have highlights and Insta replays and then unique views of the action within a game so that presumably you could maybe even like log into a server.
0: Actually, at Tech TV, they were looking for this years ago. And this will help Major League Gaming as well, because they wanted to say, how could we show people competing? Right. If we have gamers competing, how can we let an audience watch that? Right. So this, Major is, League, this is the thing that we'll do.
1: Major League Gaming being the recently formed Major League Gaming.
0: So they will give you <laughs> highlights, instant replays, unique views of the action within the That's game. That's what I just said. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Okay.
1: <laughs> I read that too. Yeah. Um yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's it'll it could be interesting, but it's kind of funny just because today Veronica and Tom both showed me the World of Warcraft text version, which <laughs> involves like run, 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 run. Run, 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 run. run, run, run.
0: I can't wait for the World of Warcraft oh. channel.
1: Some, some games, not that yet. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. All right,
0: when we come back, we'll, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I
1: was, I
2: was looking at some, I was still stuck on the Microsoft Live thing. And, um, you like so it. So I stopped paying attention, and then you guys were talking about World of Warcraft, and I didn't even notice until it was too late. Aww. Wow.
0: That says something That's for its user like, interface. Like,
1: huh? huh? What? Who?
0: Huh? Uh, when we come back, we will wake up Veronica. We'll talk about the OS10 hack challenge and an indie label with a unique form of copy protection. Do you believe anything is possible? At Earthlink, we do. We believe the same company that delivers your lightning-fast DSL connection can deliver your home phone service and wireless service too. One company for all your communication needs. Visit Earthlink.net and start believing today. Earthlink. We revolve around you.
1: So they did that Mac OS X hack challenge.
0: Yes, which we, we talked about the University of Wisconsin doing a more accurate challenge. Right. A, a more, one that more replicates what would happen in the real world.
1: Yes, and so the University of Wisconsin system administrator who, launched, who set up that one says, that's it, I'm declaring the contest over. It's been 38 hours and no one has even come close.
0: 4,000 login attempts this machine. via SSH.
1: 4,000. Wow. Yeah. Told he you He said so. the response has been very strong and the test has illustrated its point. So the previous thing where they gave the guy a local account and he was able to gain root access in under 30 minutes, in less than 30 minutes, pardon my grammar, um, has uh, officially been denounced all over the place and this apparently will be the new benchmark for OS 10 security and it's looking pretty good.
0: And we have learned something here, which is don't allow anyone to open local accounts on your machine mm-hmm. and don't open uh, the ports <laughs> that, that should be closed. And you'll be fine. Right. But even if you
1: go and and deliberately open up your SSH and HTTP points, you should still be fine. Or ports, rather. Seems like
0: you would be okay. Apparently. Nobody was able to crack into it.
1: In at least 38 hours, you'd be okay. I mean, again, 38 hours, you know, in an always-on, 24-7 world isn't that big a chunk of the time that you're going to spend on your computer. But it's a fairly decent test because
0: it's... I would bet you if they left it open-ended, eventually someone would figure out how to crack in. There is no system that is 100% secure.
1: No, but it's definitely a measurable test considering the number of attempts. So So, So, good on you,
0: OS X. From Boing Boing, an indie label is using a heartfelt handwritten note (laughs) inside of their CDs as copy restriction instead of actually DRMing their CD or or, or hurting the customer. It just says, dear recipient of this promotional CD, (laughs) just a note to beg if you were even thinking about it in the first place not to post our CD on the, quote, internet in any mm-hmm. way. I know it's offensive even to bring it up, but we have our many babies to consider, and the landlord wants to repossess Domin- Donny Brook Farm, and the album cover art is important. Thanks for your consideration. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's the right way to go about you it. Know, if just you, ask just nicely. Make them,
1: if you make them like you, this is the thing that RIAA doesn't get. <laughs> make them like you, and then they won't want to steal from you. And the thing is, the
0: people who are going to steal from you for nefarious purposes are going to steal anyway. Mm-hmm. Even if you put a rootkit, even if you DRM it, mm-hmm. it, they're going to find a way around it. The people who are sort of in the margins may look at this note and go, yeah, okay. You know, The people who aren't really committed to doing it. So
1: Yes. Well, then That's in that case, should the band maybe understand that it's possible that some small number, small amount of internet distribution would actually be good for them and... Oh. help to raise their profile overall and yeah, then that's
0: the argument right Maybe if you're a small the, band it's good if you're a big band it's not
1: right but they sound like a small band saying we don't want to be on the internet
0: well they don't all. i think like we don't
1: want you to trade our files that's a good point which is awesome which is you know i mean I, it, that's the argument that we always run into trouble with which is like we don't want to contone piracy and we don't want to advocate it but like the nbc thing i wonder if you shouldn't Say, well, there's a different... I'm going to put some of this out on the internet for download if it happens up in a, ends up in a file trading service. So much the better for me because my philosophy is that the more attention I get, the more likely people, law-abiding people are to buy my album.
0: There's a difference between what we say should be the law and what we say people should do because it's a good idea. Right. We don't think it should be the law that everyone be allowed to post natalie portman's video everywhere or that you'd be able to post this internet cd on the internets right but we do think it's a good idea for these companies to allow limited free use of their content because it only helps them exactly and that's what you're saying about this band right yeah the
1: content owners what what i think the, the onus is on the content owners to some extent to consider doing this themselves obviously they don't have to you know we got an email saying they don't have to duh i know they don't have to I think they should. I think it would engender goodwill in the same way that the Post-it note might, which is engender goodwill, let people have some limited access, and then they will come to you for more access that you can then charge them for.
0: This band should put a couple MP3s up on their site. They should say, please don't do it for us. Let us do it.
1: Right. But here you go. Yep. Anyway. Uh, don't hold your breath for an Apple DVR. Yeah, Veronica found this story too. Yeah, I'm so, pretty psyched on it. No, actually,
0: because you just a bought way. a TiVo, you're happy <laughs> yes. that.
2: I'm uh, sad because I know a lot of people wanted it, and I know I probably would still be interested in it too. And maybe I'd sell my TiVo or something. I don't know.
0: It's off of Wired. A USA Today mm-hmm. article has made clear that Apple has no intention of offering. First-party DVR support. Yeah, but
2: they also had no intention of Mm -hmm. making a video iPod. That's
0: almost a confirmation that they're going to make one. Yeah, I know. Now now that I think about it.
2: Maybe I shouldn't be so secure in my... um... Yeah,
0: they're totally going to do it. Phil (sighs) Schiller, Apple Senior (laughs) Vice President, says, We are not trying to replace the TiVo. This is about taking well, the media from your computer and accessing it via the TV. I know, well, it would almost actually,
2: as, as Molly was saying earlier when we were talking before the show, it would almost be a conflict of interest because then people wouldn't be buying as many shows on iTunes and paying for them if they were recording their own television shows. Right. If I could record Law & Order on my Apple DVR, why would
1: I spend $1.99 to buy it on iTunes? And then put it on your iPod, which is what they really want you to buy. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think I could actually see them, to me, they would be more like, to get in the business of high-res downloads mm-hmm. so that then it would be worthwhile to watch it on your TV, which it's currently not. So that, it's not, you know. That's
0: a good point. Maybe that's where Apple is going with this is, actually, we don't think that the distribution method of cable TV is even worth bothering with. Mm-hmm. We're not going to make a DVR because we want to deliver the content
1: directly. Because we want to do VOD, Yeah, basically. Ooh, Apple gets into video on demand. That's well, my they, new 2006 I mean, they sort of, <laughs> I mean, think about it. They
0: sort of are. You hear it here first. Oh, yeah. They
1: already are I in mean, video on demand. It's just not TV quality video right now.
0: That goes with our, our other story, which is The Daily Show and The Colbert Rapport. Both Comedy Central shows are now available on iTunes. Mm-hmm. This uh, is interesting. And the way they're doing it is extremely interesting. 10 bucks, you get a multi-pass that multipass. Auto- automatically delivers 16 episodes as they become available. That, to me, is a paid podcast. hmm the audible thing is a little odd to me, but this is straightforward. You pay up front a subscription, and then they automatically download as right. they become available. And uh, sixteen episodes for ten bucks, if they're full episodes, is a fantastic deal. I think.
1: Well, yeah, considering that those episodes would be two dollars a pop, so it'd be thirty-two dollars to get the. Success. So, but I wonder. I'm, a, I'm good at math. I, <laughs> <laughs> math is not hard. I like math. I wonder. Plus, I like that they call it multipass. Why? of the fifth element.
0: Oh, okay. I think that uh, that I'm worried that these are going to be partial episodes. That they're not mm. going to be the full episodes because it, that's what NBC did yeah, with but those, a lot of their stuff.
1: I don't. Well, yeah, I don't know. Those episodes do cost a dollar ninety nine. But yeah, because of the NBC, I don't know. Well, this is also kind of interesting to me because Comedy Central. This is another one of the ways that networks are allowing iTunes and Google to cannibalize their own ability to distribute their content. Comedy Central puts Daily Show and Colbert Report online on their own site. Mm-hmm. Why, why are you selling it through iTunes? Well, Why aren't you selling you it on your own it? site?
0: Can you download it from Comedy Central?
1: Well, no, you can watch it, but why wouldn't you say, okay, we're going to charge you $2 to download it from Comedy Central?
0: Well, because you can actually subscribe and have it in your client that you already use rather than having to go visit. It's better for me as a user to say, yeah, I just want to pay and subscribe and get it yeah, but rather than RSS, having to remember to go to Comedy Central every too. day. But OK, think about the user. If it's RSS feed at Comedy Central, now I have to go and I have to cut and paste it into my uh, client. One time. Right. But and we're talking about all users, not just you and me. So a lot of people aren't going to do that. Whereas if it shows up in their little happy iTunes storefront, a lot of the novel, you know, the, a lot of people who are less geeky than us are just going to go, oh, yeah, click. I want that. Well, Whereas they wouldn't necessarily go, it's they should do both, in my opinion.
1: I think if you're the content provider that figures out how to make a one-click subscription to this, then you need to do it on your own site. Because I mean,
0: no, I totally disagree with that. Why? Because it's just too difficult for the users. You should make it available in lots of ways so it's really easy for people to get it, and then Who, you'll sell no, more. You of
1: know them. what? It is not the business of a content provider or somebody who's running a website to make it that much easier for the to make it so much easier. To the user by licensing in their content and losing money to Apple. It's not they a license, say, it's a distribution. We want people, yeah, it's a, okay, whatever. It's a distribution agreement that costs them money. So, or in some case, if they were charging $1.99 on their own website and they set up their own mechanism for this delivery, then they would make all the money. But then they have to get of into that business. Part of the money. And then they have a sticky website experience, which is what anybody who really cares about running a web property or a media property. In the new online economy should care about But the
0: users aren't going to go there. They're not going to do it.
1: That's part of your You're challenge trying to make the users
0: behave the way you want to. And they, they won't necessarily they already do that.
1: go to Comedy Central. And they already the go daily to show. iTunes
0: in much bigger numbers, though. So you're a- widening your I, audience. You
1: don't know that because you don't know the numbers of the Comedy Central website.
0: I don't. But I can guess. I think it's a fair guess that iTunes gets more people than the Comedy Central. It doesn't website. get more
1: videos. They only recently released. They only recently reached the million video download. All website. I'm saying
0: is, why would you restrict it when you have this other market over here that you can expand into?
1: All I'm saying why is, why you would you both? give your money to somebody else?
0: Because you get more back.
1: But you said your what? bottom
0: line is bigger if you do both. I don't know if that's true. But it was a fun argument, wasn't it? <laughs> no, <laughs> you are. Uh, let's uh, skip on to voicemails. We got Victor from New York. A little hard to hear him at first, but you will understand why as the <laughs> call develops.
1: Hey, Tom, Molly, and Veronica. This is Victor from New York. I listen to you guys every day. I love the show, and I want to let you know that right now I'm walking around FYE, the music store in New York City, and I have my Motorola HT820 headset on, and it's, uh, it's a Bluetooth headset, and I'm actually, you know, talking to you while my phone is in my book bag, and I have absolutely no wires. It's a Bluetooth headset, and I have a Bluetooth adapter on my iPod, so, as I was listening to Veronica speak about listening to her iPod and taking off and inventing something, I just figured, hey, i let you know. You can buy the Motorola HT820, stick your iPod in your book bag and your phone in your book bag, and when you get a phone call, you just press a little button on your headset, and then when you are done get your phone call, the music comes back on. It's like magic. Oh, my God, I love the magic. Okay, thanks. Bye. uh uh-huh. So we could be doing this thing that we think we invented? Apparently, he was doing it. Mm. Yeah,
2: I, I'd like more information,
1: please. Victor, write in with more information. I also information. <laughs> I like, I love the magic. Because, um, yeah, how could you switch between the one and the other? Yeah. All right. Does uh, pairing work like that?
0: Apparently, it did for Victor, but we need mm. more details. We need also to uh, take a Skype call from Mark in Australia. Hey, Tom. Molly, Veronica. It's Mark from Australia using Skype.
2: You guys are talking about the possible purchase of songs by Google. If this is true, this could also validate some rumors. Remember the Google branded Open Office rumor? Oh, oh, and the Google operating system. Instead of it being Ubuntu based, we could see a Google OS that is based on Solaris. I don't know. Just speculating there.
0: All right, see you.
1: Also, a tiny bit hard to hear and understand. Skype is not proving itself to be the most awesome like it's supposed to. That was better than the last one. though. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I do. I am interested in his idea about Google Gularis Gularis. there is no (laughs) gubuntu there is only Gularis yeah that's just not the same
0: alright let's uh, take one last call from Carl in South Carolina
1: hey guys this is Carl from South Carolina just about a day behind listening to Monday's podcast and when uh, the captain the airline pilot called in talking about how his his, uh, first officer's cell phone rang well my question is why did he have his cell phone with him And why was it turned on, and why did he answer it? Um, Just kind of wondering. It's those things that make you go, hmm. So great show. Love it. it. Listen to it every day. Thanks. Questions of the day, Carl. Yeah, no kidding. Why? Why did he have it on? (laughs) We too wonder. He's the first officer. <laughs> Somebody else
0: emailed him and said, "Wait a minute, The first officer is the one that tells you to turn off your phone. I know he of all people or she hypocrite, should have their cell phone. Yeah,
1: off. Captain. I think you should have performed a, a citizen's arrest <laughs> in that instance. Uh, On let's... the forums Chris P, who started our frapper, wants us to know that he, and apparently he is the only one. <laughs> oh, that's not does, true. no, I'm just kidding, does want a mobile phone that plays songs, okay. So there are some, some people of you do. Out there. Well, good for you. Check out that new Samsung SGH i310.
0: Tim wrote in and can confirm that Singular is not locking out users from using their cell phones as modems. He purchased a Razer V3 from Singular last weekend, connected it to his laptop, dialed in, and used the corporate LAN over the, the cell phone.
1: Ta-da! Good. Bill P., the other Bill from Atlanta, wants us to know that all of the features we say we want in origami are currently available from the Nokia 770 Internet tablet, hmm. which runs on Linux. Hmm. We shall see.
0: And you also got a ton of email uh, advising you on your Creative Zen versus iPod purchase. I am
1: happy to see that we have a very active and healthy crowd listening to (laughs) Buzz Out Loud. Really? Because I got a ton of email from people who were well, you know, you saw them too. But from people who were like, this is how I work out with my iPod. Good for you all for working out. Um, Many of you do indeed take video iPods to the gym. Uh, People such as Micah and Jeremy. Um, Tony says don't take a fl- uh, hard drive based iPod to the gym, but I, you know, Tony, I've been taking my mini to the gym on my, with my armband for years and it's totally fine. I mean, the thing Knock is, wood. well, it's just no, gonna I take, I take it's not going to break it. I take
2: if, my third generation 40 gig iPod to the gym all the time and yeah. I have not had a problem
1: with it at all. You're yeah, obviously I mean, not working out hard It's enough. just a matter yeah, of, obviously. of cushioning, you know, like you want to strap it to your body and right. not. I, I don't know, have it in your pocket. Yeah, I know, but they definitely can skip, and that makes flash players a little better. But I want you all to know that I have an updated desire, which is mm-hmm. to wait for an 8 to 10 gig nano. Mm-hmm. Because I've decided that more than video, I care about small. Really? So now, I now you are so after all fickle. of that... I know. <laughs> I'm totally <laughs> over that. Now, after all of that, I'm, I don't want the video I bought, and I don't want the Creative Zen Vision M. I just want um, a bigger capacity. What nano. about a Muvo? Muvo? No, I want a nano. <laughs>
0: All right. Apple still wins. But if you want to keep I abreast can. of the rest of the day's news, check out our sister site at news.com for updates throughout the day and what's happening in the tech world. Listen to their podcast, too. You can Ooh. also subscribe to what, Molly? The newsletter.
1: Oh, the newsletter. You looked Hi, blank newsletter. for a second. <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: like, I don't know. Magazines? You tell me. Us Weekly? <laughs> No, the (laughs) newsletter, the the Buzz Out Loud newsletter.
1: Oh, yeah. If you go to podcast.cnet.com and you look for the word newsletter in our little introductory area there, you will be able to subscribe. And then you'll get show notes from each of the day's podcasts, including links to the stories we've discussed, paraphrases of the phone calls and uh, emails, as well as a member of the week. We should point out that the newsletter is meant for, hey,
0: I heard that, but I can't find the link. This is going to serve you. It's, it's not
1: a follow along guide.
0: Yeah. That is right. A uh, quick shout out to Minley Goon from Brookings, South Dakota says, Plakes on a Snane. <laughs> <laughs> and And uh, you can call us with other witticisms, 1 800 616 CNET. Email us, buzz at cnet.com. Post in our forums, forums.cnet.com. Just take a look for the Buzz Out Loud Lounge. See you
2: there. Bye, folks. Bye.